0: Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth and do work that they love and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author and host of the Wildly popular Dr. John Deloney podcast on Ramsey Networks is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Mike is in Orange County, California.
1: Hey, Mike, how are you? Hi, Dave. Hi, Dr. D. I hope you guys are sitting down because this is probably going to make your head hurt. Um, (laughs) Bring it. Challenge (laughs) accepted.
0: Let's start the hour out
2: with that. Hold our
1: beers, Mike. Let's do this. Uh, Brief background. Uh, I'm a twin. I was adopted at birth uh, to a wonderful family. Um, About 20 years ago I researched my birth family and made connections. My twin had no interest at all in uh, connecting with the family. I've developed a relationship with uh, the existing family which was my birth mother, a half-brother, and a birth uncle. Uh, My birth mother and uncle have been um, vacant from the family since I joined the family. My uncle Passed away a week ago, and I just learned that I was the executor of his. My wife and I are the executor of his trust, uh, and his. Uh, he left us his condo, um, which is old. It's going to need some work, um, but we're navigating one financially. Do we keep the condo, rent it, and or do we sell it? How much work do we put into it? And secondly, I'm already getting calls from my birth mother and uh, half brother claiming that they're entitled to the property and um, my half-brother already said that I need to fire sell it and send him $100,000 immediately. My uncle's wishes, he clearly communicated to me and his character picker that he didn't want them having anything to the point where I asked him about a antique picture and he said if Arlene takes it, uh, she would only sell the frame. Um, so she, she, he feel, feels strongly that they had both stolen from him over the years. So I'm trying to navigate the uh, okay, relationship. But that's his sister
0: life. and his nephew. Correct. Okay. And he, uh, mother, he didn't have a mother. sibling or children.
1: He he was never married. Uh, no children. Okay. And uh, I, did he
0: have a written will?
1: He's got a written will and a trust, leaving me as the executor of the trust and leaving my wife and I everything except for his car and a small savings account that he wants to go to his, um, uh, caretaker.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm so sorry. What a pinch to put you in after all the weirdness of this <laughs> whole thing. So how is your relationship before all this happened with your half brother and your birth mom?
1: Uh, intermittent. Um, she had violated a number of, um, boundaries that we had set um uh just to give you a feel for it so uh, she has she has her own issues she's got plenty of issues okay and And, um how did i met her
0: how ironic that your relationship ends up being with your uncle that you also didn't know that's ironic
1: but he was i mean he was lonely uh he was he was closer than her he's just a, a diehard sweet man. He worked for a, t- a Toyota dealership for 46 years working on their lot. He's just a, just a blue collar sweet guy mm-hmm. that I developed a relationship with. So
2: Mike, here's a, here's a common situation here is you really hanging on to, this is hard. What I'm about to say, okay. Hanging on to a fantasy, a myth that somehow this relationship with your birth mother is going to be restored to what it should have been or what it
1: could have been. Same with your, no, ha- same with your half. Not, mother. not at all. Not okay. At all. Okay. I am more concerned about. Then the conversation ends
2: man there. Man with a, the conversation yeah. ends there. Okay. Any more noise that you allow
0: into your head is a choice you're making? Okay. Okay. Do you have no moral or legal obligation to give either one of them a dime?
2: In fact, I would suggest, based on what your uncle looked you in the eye and told you, you would be violating his wishes yeah. by.
0: So here's what I here's my answer if I'm you to your half brother to your mom. It just go. This is really awkward for all of us. I love you guys, and I'm really sorry we're in this situation. Here's my legal obligation. I am the executor of the estate, which means I am legally bound to execute to follow through on the written wishes of your uncle, your brother. I don't have a choice. I have to do what that says, or I am liable for legal action. That's why they call it an executor, because, a, a Mike, an executor executes the terms of the will. That's all they do. They don't get to make up new wills. They don't get to change the deal. They just have to do what the deal says. That's the law, Mike. You don't have a choice. Now, once you have executed your uncle's wishes, which happens to be in this case that you become the owner of all of these things, if you choose to give away your stuff, then that's you choosing to give away your stuff. But if you give away your stuff to someone who is demanding it in order to give them, in order to create a relationship, hint, hint, there was never a relationship to start with. Relationships that are based on a financial tra- transaction are called prostitution. <laughs> yes. And so if the only way your brother or half-brother is ever going to speak to you again is if you give him your money. He's opting out. He's, all, he's checked out. Same thing with... Uh, Arlene or whatever her name was, but yeah, but that doesn't make this easier. That is just the correct thing to do. But people that function like your birth mom and your half brother, they are guilt. They're, they're travel agents for guilt trips. They feel entitled to other people's stuff. So if I choose to leave all of my money to one kid and the other two kids get nothing, it was my money. It, they are not entitled, not even legally entitled, if I have a will that says they don't get it. You, you know, if I look at one of, my two ki- my, one of my three kids, go, heroin addict, I am not funding your addiction, your death. Uh, you get Zippo because you have Zippo character, and I put that in the will. He's got no moral rights, no spiritual rights, no legal rights. And by the way, that would have been an act of love. Because your uncle looked at her and said, money is not a blessing to this lady. When she gets it, she misbehaves with it. It's a curse. So I'm not going to yeah. bother her with the curse. Sorry, Mike. It's hard to go I through what you're you, going man. through. I hate it for you. But that, you know, I would just bad guy off your uncle and go, gosh, I'm, I'm kind of handcuffed here. I'm just the executor. I don't have any legal choices. I have to do what the will says. And I don't sorry if you get if you want to be mad, go go out the graveyard and yell at the tombstone. Cause I'm not here. I, I can't do anything about this. But it's not gonna end well. No. These two goobs are gonna be goobs because they're goobs. This is the Ramsey show. Are you working the baby steps? One of the smartest and most impactful changes you can make is to ditch your cash value life insurance plan, if you have one, and replace it with a term life policy. Listen, the only thing a cash value policy is good for is overcharging you for the life insurance and then paying you a crappy rate of return on your overpayment. Stop wasting your money and really focus on getting out of debt and growing your savings. For over 25 years, I've trusted and used Xander Insurance to find the best rates on term life insurance from the top-rated companies. They keep the whole thing simple. You can apply online or over the phone, and they even have low-cost plans that don't require an exam. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Even if you don't have a cash value policy, if you're one of the 70% of people who have no life insurance or not enough, it's even more important to get this done. 800-356-4282 or Xander.com How many times do you kick the can down the road? You say, one day, I'll be able to buy a house. One day, I'll be happy with my career. One day, I won't have to battle with anxiety. One day, I'll get my student loan paid off. One day, I'll... Listen, you got to stop it. Whatever your one day is, you need to start so that one day becomes now. Let's get after it. This is why we created Smart Conference. We have some of the top thought leaders and speakers in the world speaking at smart conference their best-selling number one best-selling authors world-class communicators in all kinds of different areas rachel Cruz will be there speaking on money doctor john deloney sitting to my right will be there speaking on mental wellness ken coleman on career our hottest new ramsey personalities in the money space george camel christina ellis will be there in full force i'll be speaking it's october twenty second in dallas Craig and Amy Groeschel, pastors from Life Church, will be there speaking on marriage. And man, they're great. So, a little bit of everything leadership, marriage, money, mental wellness, everything. It's an all day long event. The VIP and Platinum is all sold out. There is a few general admission passes left for only $39. And we want you to come. We want you to be. Part of the program. We want you to be there with us all day on October the twenty second in Dallas on a Saturday. Get you would pay more than thirty-nine dollars to hear any one of these people speak. And you got the whole lineup all day. It's the smart conference. You will leave smarter. Ramseysolutions.com slash events. Get your event passes. Ramseysolutions.com slash events. Also check out the Building Wealth series. We're gonna be in about five or six different cities this fall. And there's a few of those tickets left as well. Maybe we'll be in your city. Peter is with us in Chicago. Hi, Peter. How are you? I am good. How about yourself? Better than I deserve. What's up?
3: So uh, a little bit of background, um, for the last three years since the pandemic, um, I have been paying for my parents, um, mortgage and home equity. Um, my, question is, um, unfortunately I think I missed the opportunity for low rates, but my question is I still have three options. I can either continue paying the, um, principal and interest, which I'm currently doing. They're covering the property taxes. That's option number one, continue what I'm currently doing, paying $3,000 a month with that. Um, why are you paying your parents mortgage? Well, because they currently can't afford it. They want to stay in their house. I'm an only child, and I would do and will do anything I can to pay them back for being fantastic parents and giving me an amazing job. To help
0: them avoid reality,
3: why can't they pay their mortgage? Uh, at the start of the pandemic, my um, dad had to retire, um, and um, why my. Uh, um, he was in an industry uh, that had some ageism, uh, and he just aged. Um, he was kind of forced to age out a little bit. How old is he? Uh, he is 66. So what did he do for a living? Uh, he is a substitute teacher right now. Before he was um, in an, in another industry, he was making...
2: Both of my parents are figures. in their 70s as as professors, as, as teachers.
3: Mm-hmm. And that's so, definitely an option he could he could take. Um, yeah. Can you afford three thousand dollars?
2: I mean, this is different. Do you do you make twenty five grand a month? And this is no big deal.
3: Um, I should probably know a month off the top of my head, but for a year, it's uh, one hundred and ten. It's like how old are you? Uh,
0: twenty nine. And you're single. I take it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, you live with them.
3: I did move back at the pan- during the pandemic, which is why I was happy to help them out. Um, to take a step back, Dave, this was not um, supposed to be a long-term solution. It was supposed to be temporary. Yeah, um, and it, it needs had the intention of, of getting, a, uh, getting a new job. He was really good in his industry. He had experience. Um, and they have no money. Like, um, their combined permit around
0: 45 a year. Yeah. And what's the house worth?
3: Uh, seven, seven, ten. Yeah, and what do they owe on it? Uh, they owe uh, two hundred
0: eighty-three. Yeah, they need to sell it and buy a house for five hundred thousand. It's paid for. Yeah,
3: uh, they, that's a that's a non-starter. Um, no, it is a starter. It's a, it's a, t- it's a total starter. starter. It's a
0: complete starter. Total starter. The non-starter is this dysfunctional crap that you're weaving. That is your life. That's the non-starter. The non-starter is that a 29-year-old is taking care of these fully capable adults who need to get off their butts and take care of themselves. Um, It is not an act of love. There is so much weirdness going on behind the scenes in this conversation, I can't breathe.
2: It's some sort of return on investment, as though they were great parents, and so they're entitled to X percent of your of your income because they don't want to work yeah, or they didn't save up or they made some life choices. I'm all about helping your parents out, man, but, but this let's is pretend that, that you had a job
0: that was making $20,000 a year and you were in an apartment uh, and they were in this pickle. You know what they would do? They would sell their house and buy a $500,000 house and get a job to be able to live there. That's what they would do. So it's not a non starter. Uh, you are trying to make their fantasy world exist and it's not sustainable. And you are a, a participating in the fantasy as though the fantasy that you can prop them up and keep this thing going forever. You there, th- this is, has such a short runway, and it's gonna then it's gonna hit the wall and it's gonna disintegrate like NASCAR, and the engine's gonna fly up in the stands. I mean, this is this is you got about two to three years on this before the all the emotions in this mess melt down and the and the finances unravel. So this is not a refinance question this is a uh, Peter you've made some you guys have made a mistake of trying to you were nice to come in and and with an umbrella when it was raining but an umbrella is not a structure that's sustainable in a in a monsoon and you're that so these folks need to make some decisions about their income and their housing like grown-ups and then you need to go on and love them be kind to them and you can assist them occasionally but this idea that you took them to raise is just dysfunctional, dude. That's yeah. the non-starter. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's just all in your story, and it's weird. And I, I'm not picking on you. I'm not shaming you. I, I just want you to hear it loud and clear because you you're not You're nowhere near hearing it. That's why I'm smacking you so hard because I really want to shake you a little bit and give, get your attention because um, this is not good mental health. It's not good
2: relational health, but more importantly, you're – you're intentionally sacrificing your future to not to keep somebody alive but to prop up a fantasy. There's two and there's a difference there, right? Um, they are sitting on half a million dollars. Yeah. Anyway, we could talk all day. Yeah, it's yeah,
0: called that, it. that that's the thing. Open phones at 888-825-5225. So, here's the thing. John, let's talk about this a minute because it comes up with boundaries issues, and this is a, kind of a boundaries question in a sense all the time. Um, this We call we call uh, the 30s and 40s, he, he's a little young for it, but the, we call them the sandwich generation because they've got their kids to raise and put through college, and many times their parents have got issues, and they're sandwiched between both of the financial needs pulling at them. So you have to have real clear boundaries and love and many of uh, many of my brothers and sisters in Christ um, twist and make toxic the scripture that says to honor your father and mother mm-hmm. and that means that we have to do whatever no it doesn't. if your mom is doing cocaine you are not honoring her by giving her money right that's not honor that's participation in dysfunction. Mm-hmm. That is not honoring. That is not an act of love. That is not an act of honor. That is a dysfunction. And that it, you, can't, you can't throw a Bible scripture over it and make it okay. He didn't do that. No. But I hear this all the time. That's right. and, and you honor someone by loving them well, and that's helping them get into a sustainable healing situation. Right. And telling the truth. That's the truth. And not
2: sacrificing your 60s, 70s, and 80s because of their dysfunction back exactly. when you were 20
0: and 30. Absolutely. This is the Ramsey Chef. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're so glad you're here. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the Dead Free Stage! (laughs) Kirby and Amber are with us. Where do you guys live? Omaha, Nebraska. All right, cool. Now, we met yesterday. We did. At the commercial break, I came out, and you said tomorrow... We're doing the debt-free scream. It's so now today. you're back with the uh, Living Like No One Else t-shirts, Ready yes. to Rock. That's a brave couple that wears matching t-shirts in the public. Yes. Yeah. That's, uh, that's like you're going steady or something. Gross. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ugh, Pretty congrats, cool, guys. guys. <laughs> How much debt did you pay off? $124,090. I love it. Oh. How long did this take? 31 months. Wow. And your range of income during that time?
4: Ninety-five dollars to 124000 Cool. What do y'all do for a living? Um.
5: I'm a nurse. Mm-hmm.
4: And in short, I fertilize and spray weeds. Okay. That'll work. <laughs> Chemical app. That'll work. He's trying to think about how he just going to describe Beef that.
0: okay. Up. Very cool. Good for you guys. All right. What kind of debt was the 124?
5: Everything. Literally. Um, it was student loans, personal loans, family loans, credit cards, car loans.
0: My God, y'all were normal. Yes. Mm. Normal
5: sucks. Yes, it does. <laughs> no fun at
0: all. Everything but the mortgage. Yeah. Yes. We're still working on that. Way mm-hmm. to go, guys. Man, wow. I'm so proud of you. Yes. How long have you been married? Eight years. <laughs> okay, so two and a half years ago, so mm-hmm. five years into marriage, mm-hmm. something happens and you go, all right, this has got to change. Tell me the story. How did you get to connect to this Ramsey way?
5: Um, so in 2017, we bought our first home, and our down payment was a family loan. Um, of course. Yes, it was. So then um, in 2018, July 5th, 2018, we had our major like a our main pipe in our house flood our house and we have three stories cuz it's a tri-lo. And it got the
0: whole house. I
5: mean it came from oh, everywhere. Oh
0: god. And what a so mess.
5: so we are the poster children to <laughs> um, not buy a house Until without And we have an emergency fund. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um it was a 70,000 dollars claim and we had to pay 30 of that out of our pocket. Yep. So, Why? Um, Because when they started taking out the walls, there was mold from the previous. The last
0: time it did
4: that.
5: Yeah. So obviously it flooded at some point before. Uh. And then other stuff happened in between. And so um, we had to take out a $20,000 personal loan and put $10,000 on a credit card. um, In addition to everything else that we had. So. um, Oh,
0: and the smoke clears. You have an oh crap moment. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which which parent loaned you the down payment?
5: Um, It was a grandma.
0: Oh, Who wow. loaned you the other one?
5: Uh, we oh, did, the, oh,
0: it was a personal yeah, and credit card. Yes. bank. It was cards. Yeah, yes. that's right, a bank. And was a
5: bank. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, and, my God. Yeah. So it was very, very stressful. Um, during that time, I was actually getting my master's degree. I was working full time, and there was just some other stuff going on that it was the most stressful time in our lives. And um, I went to work one day and. I was telling one of my coworkers about what we were having to do, and she's like, have you ever heard of Dave Ramsey? And so, I was like, no. Um, So, she's like, well, just listen to the podcast. Does he fix
4: flooded houses? (laughs) 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 Can he drywall? Yeah. Yeah. I can't.
5: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, um, I ended up listening to the podcast, and I was listening to him for about a month, and we ended up going on vacation um in november of 2019 which is
0: what we always do when we're broke
5: yeah Yeah. well we were technically still following your plan at that time but we decided to um take some time off but Mm -hmm. um so on our way to kansas city i was like hey let's listen to this podcast i heard about (sighs) Um, and he got hooked after yes, that. Yes, I
4: wasn't fully on board at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, okay. Uh, she yeah. stuck me in the car with you and her. Yes. <laughs> well, that's it. That I did, I did it right there. Yeah. yeah. But I got I got hooked right away once it all started to make sense. And then mm-hmm. once you got on board, the acceleration goes. It did. Ever oh, since, yeah. I've been listening to the podcast because I'm out in yards all by myself, so I need something to listen to to pass mm-hmm. the time. Oh, cool.
5: Yeah. So, it was really... Um, I mean, thankful for, well, not really thankful for COVID, but then again, it really helped us get through. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, me as a nurse, I did do some extra jobs for a couple of months, um, but I got pretty burnt out during that time. Yeah. Um, he took a job for a little bit, and um, but we, we were able to get through it.
0: Mm. And then you just plowed through this in two and a half years.
5: Yeah. Yes, we did.
0: What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? Um, make a plan
5: mm. and stick to it. Mm. Yes. Patience and contentment. Mm-hmm. Um, I read the book um, from Rachel Cruz, and, mm-hmm. and it was really eye opening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. That's a big one. Yeah, love your life, not theirs. Yes, taking it. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. talking about contentment book. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
5: good. And, uh, and then during that time, um, we both changed jobs. Yeah, um, we were both unhappy and. And where we were. Mm-hmm. And so we decided, you know, we started listening to Ken Coleman actually, and we mm-hmm. got his book, The Proximity Principle. Mm-hmm. I actually called in to Ken Coleman's show. Oh, wow. Yes, and I spoke with him. You um, guys are
0: all
2: in. You're oh, addicted. yes.
5: We are, w- yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're wearing the shirts, Dave. Here we are. Yeah, they're in. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. And so now we both do what we love because I was more in a finance mm. uh, side prior. Yeah. And then I decided to go back to what I love most, and, and that's caring for patients. Mm.
4: I got sick of sitting at a desk, uh, had to get out and stretch my legs. So, you know. best way to do it is to go running through some lawns.
2: What was the biggest <laughs> challenge you faced as a couple?
5: <sighs> Not eating out yeah. as much. <laughs> I, I love think food. it was very. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I mean, we've never really had any arguments about much. Nope.
4: Once we got on the same page mm-hmm. together, um, I mean, you can't do it without the other one. So. What parts
2: mm-hmm. of your marriage have gotten better? That you feel comfortable telling a couple million people? <laughs> 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 um, all, all of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're,
5: we were already, I mean, very happy, at the, you know, yeah. anyways. But, I mean, it's just been more, it's more strong. Yeah, and I feel stronger. Yeah. yeah
4: that's awesome and I feel like we can do anything yeah communication is key mm-hmm. too I mean um,
5: and we even, have goals
4: even if we go out to the gas station hey I want to get like uh, a coffee or something is that, is that okay it's like four bucks alright that's no problem mm-hmm. I mean <laughs> yeah we still have we still check in with each <laughs> other we're talking yeah, it's, we, just talking. it's create a new language yeah. that's yeah.
0: awesome good for you guys
5: yeah, yeah. way
0: mm-hmm. to go y'all I'm so proud of you well done how's it feel to be free
5: <laughs> oh it's amazing I haven't
0: gotten over it yet yeah
5: <laughs> like just coming down here i mean we saved up money to come down here and we don't have a worry in the you know worry in the world like we were able to just have fun we went yep. to nashville yesterday yeah, yeah uh, was, nashville
0: last night yeah. and just had yeah. fun
5: yeah it's been great
0: yeah, redneck mardi gras down there really. <laughs> yeah. it's unbelievable you yeah. yeah. mm-hmm. wow yeah. cool guys very cool very cool so proud of y'all thank you excellent excellent job man absolutely incredible Hey, we got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you. That's the next chapter in your story. I want to hear from you when you break that millionaire plane. You're Mm -hmm. on your way. Uh, Also, a one-year membership to Financial Peace University. And uh, if you haven't been through that yet, the brand-new videos are out. They have Dr. John Deloney, George Campbell, Rachel Cruz, and me teaching you through all nine lessons. It's the best nine we've ever done and financial peace so you'll enjoy it and also the uh uh total money makeover book and mm-hmm. probably give that away to somebody yes. that you uh that you know that's struggling or trying to do the stuff been inspired by you guys you're inspiring yes, you're heroes you. so you. proud of you very very Wish well done. who were your eight. biggest cheerleaders
5: uh, we had some family yeah. and friends.
4: Uh, most of all, I think it was kind of each other. Yes. Mm-hmm. We also had some naysayers, too, that were like, oh, you're never going to retire at 55. And I'm like, you yeah, <laughs> know, just watch. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's kind of the biggest thing for yeah. me. So uh, When anyone comes at you with finger
2: guns like that, you know they're probably wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
5: they're wrong. Yeah.
4: us yeah. yeah. turn
2: the other cheek. That's
5: true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would also say the podcast. I mean, Every hours of the, upon hours, yeah. and we were listening to that. I've read Dr. Del- Dr. Deloney's books. Um I've yeah, we've read Ken Coleman's, I mean Rachel Cruz's, I, I mean everything. We have just been so um just we've yeah. You're just all in. You're all <laughs> yes.
1: in. You're all
0: in. You got to live like no one else shirts, there's no question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good for you guys. I'm so proud of you. Yes, We're honored you. to meet you. You're an amazing couple. Very, very well done. Mm-hmm. Kirby and Amber, Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> Live like no one else. 124000 paid off in 31 months. A complete change of direction. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. We're, We're debt-free! debt-free! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby! This is how it's done right here. This is The Ramsey Show. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Beth is with us. She is in Orlando, Florida. Hi, Beth. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for taking my call. Certainly. How can we help?
6: Well, I made a career change this year, and I left um, working for the government where I was contributing to my TSP, and now I'm contributing to my company's 401k. Mm Mm-hmm. I've been working with a financial planner over the last couple months and her recommendation was I roll my TSP into my 401k and I'm a little bit nervous about making that decision since it's a permanent decision and I wanted to get your advice and your thoughts on it.
0: I always tell people with I mean always take your retirement with you when you leave. I'm not sure why she's saying to put it into your 401k. I would not do that. Um, instead, I would just roll it into an individual IRA and good growth stock mutual funds. You've got a lot more control and a lot more selection there, and your financial planner should be able to facilitate that. Are they brokers? Do they do mutual fund investing? Yes. Okay. I'm a little it shocked. Here, her
6: recommendation was to roll it into my 401k. I know. I heard that. I don't. For, I wouldn't do that. Ease of, for the ease of keeping it all together.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, you're going to end up with multiple accounts in your life anyway. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And your 401k, I mean, it may have options that are excellent. I don't know. I I just don't want, I I wouldn't do that. I would roll it to an IRA with her and pick some good mutual funds. And we always tell people to spread their uh, retirement across four types, growth, growth and income, aggressive growth and international. That's what I have done and personally and that's what i recommend that people do for 30 years and i always take it with me just because you've got more options when it's out there on your own you don't have to deal with your company's uh, hr department to get to your 401k you don't have to deal with the administrator you just go straight it's just your account you have your own account and um mm-hmm. you know you've got more access more flexibility more choices everything and um That's what I would do with it. Uh, And if you're happy with your financial planner, other than her disagreement with me on this issue, um, I I don't see any reason. But, yeah, I always take it with me. And, by the way, that will also outperform the TSP. The C plan is a strong, you know, it's basically an index fund in the TSP. The S and the I, we recommend putting 10% in each and 80% in the uh, C. But that doesn't keep up with mutual funds. That's going to be less than the rate of return on a good mutual fund, uh, or a series of good mutual funds. So always take it with you, and always take your 401k with you, and do the same thing when you leave. But it's a direct transfer rollover. There are no taxes. Uh, if you had a traditional TSP, you roll it to a traditional. If you had a Roth, you roll it to a Roth. Then I mean, there should be no taxes, and the money's transferred directly from your old work to the new IRA with your financial planner that's what I would do with it that's what I would do with it. Samantha's with us in Tampa Florida hi Samantha how are you hi Dave thanks for taking my call sure what's up
6: uh, I'm an avid listener but very Dave-ish. so go easy on me um, we my husband is active duty Air Force he's a pilot in the Air Force and his commitment is up in uh, two years from this September uh, we just moved to, to the Tampa area and um, and we are under contract with the house, um, within new construction. Um, I am very concerned because I feel like, uh, we were out of, out of order of the baby steps. We do not have an emergency fund. Um, the house has been uh, delayed from July to August. Now end of September, the interest rates have gone up and, um, I'm afraid. I don't know if we should try to back out of the contract and lose our 15,000 earnest money or just go through with it and just work extremely hard. Then hopefully Murphy doesn't move in.
0: Well, you've invited him in. I know. Um,
6: uh, I'm a registered nurse, but I don't, I'm not, we, we just moved I'm not working right now. We have four small kids. Our oldest is eight. Um,
0: yeah so the 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 psalmist says the blessings of the Lord have no sorrow added to them when I am doing something that has sorrow added to it I have to assume it's not from God hmm now that's me as a Christian and that's the way I look at stuff and if I'm buying something that makes me cry then that's something I shouldn't be buying. In other words, I it, mean,
6: it's just stressful, and with yeah, I didn't like the base had an eighteen-month wait list, yeah. and I guess we were just I don't know, afraid. You got you got, got house fever. Going up in price, you you yeah. got
0: house fever. That's what happened. You got you got this. Thing, <laughs> and you got to buy a house, and um, then you went and bought a house, and then you looked down and went, "Oh crap!" And um, you have a now you you. You know, you woke up and have a hangover. Buyer's remorse, we call it.
2: How long has your husband been in? Ten years. How long have you all been married?
6: Uh, About ten years.
2: You're tired, aren't you?
6: I mean, I'm just, like I said, I'm I'm just... Tired of you're not Four little kids. Yes. Four
0: little kids, you're a military <laughs> you're tired, wife and yeah. you're tired. The way you said two
2: years September, like you you know the date, right? You know it. Yeah. You're ready. Yeah. Buying this house, um I don't understand the legalities like you do, Dave, but buying this house is not gonna get you the security that you want it to give you for the last next two years.
0: It's gonna be a curse. It's gonna be a mess. Yeah. So um what I would do is um uh, did you do a bunch of customization to it?
6: No, it was just buy as is
0: okay, so it's um have, have other houses in the neighborhood sold?
6: Yes, and it appraised like fifty thousand over than what we okay. signed for
0: it. so maybe they would like to let you go and give you your money back. Mhm. why don't you talk to them? Okay. Say you can make $50,000 more on this house and give me my money back. Or I can close on it and mm-hmm. resell it and I'll make the 50000 But I'm willing to let you have it to just not close on it if you give me my money back. Okay. What do you want to bet they do that? I got 50,000 reasons they might do that. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, but now you're feeling guilty about doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I heard it. I was just as clear. It came Where's right the, over where, the radio? Where's the guilt
2: coming from?
0: <laughs> what are you worried about? Well, because everybody's just the, everybody's excited about the house, but her. The kids well, are I'm excited. excited,
6: but I'm scared. No, yeah, you should everybody's. be.
0: You should be. What's yeah. uh, what, what? What is the house payment going to be?
6: Like thirty two hundred a month. And
0: what is your take home pay? Uh,
6: my husband about eighty
0: eight hundred a month. Yeah, this is too much house. Yeah. And you know it, and you're you're just standing up and saying, you know, there's the little kid part of me on the cereal aisle that's throwing a fit and wants Fruit Loops. Uh, I love Fruit Loops. Me too. Oh man. Bought a house. John, this is not about mm-hmm. you. And uh, <laughs> bought a house, and now the grown-up Samantha's having to deal with that kid's decisions.
6: Mm-hmm. I make a lot of kid
0: decisions, <laughs> but you're having to deal with them. With now. Money. The grown-up yeah. mom of four now has to look at this and go, "Oh crap, this doesn't feel right." And Samantha, you know why It doesn't feel right because it's, it's not right. Yeah. A $3,200 house payment on an $8,000 income is not a blessing. You can feel it in your gut. I would, you and your husband, go over, sit down, talk to the builder in person, and say, we can close, we will close and keep our word, but if you would like to refund us our deposit, we'll let you go make the extra $50,000 that this house is appraised for, because we really don't want it. It's too much house, and we're scared. Talk him into letting you out of the deal and giving you your money back. I'll bet you they do. This is The Ramsey Show.
2: Hey, it's John Deloney, co-host of The Ramsey Show. Did you know over 18 million people listen to The Ramsey Show every week? A lot of those people listen on one of our 600-plus radio stations across the country. To find a station near you, go to ramseysolutions.com show.